0: In a world with too much pop culture to consume, one man and one woman will argue about it until they get bored. It's an epic battle between obsession and indifference, and the winner will determine, well, very little actually. Eric Johnson and Emily Jones star in Giant Geek vs. Mega Noob. Whoever wins, we're still losers. Welcome to Giant Geek vs. Mega Noob, the podcast where we argue about something one of us is totally obsessed with.
1: And the other has never even seen.
0: I'm Eric Johnson.
1: And I'm Emily Jones. If this is your first time listening, you can find more Giant Geek vs. Mega Noob at gvnpodcast.com.
0: And you can find all of our past episodes on iTunes and Google Play Music.
1: Today, we're watching Ex Machina, a 2015 science fiction film that stars an actor whose name I'm not going to tempt and will instead just say Bill Weasley as Caleb, a programmer who gets invited to the estate of his eccentric boss, Nathan, played by Oscar Isaac. Once there, he meets the android Ava, played by Alicia Vikander, and that meeting turns Caleb's whole world upside down. Ex Machina won widespread critical acclaim last year and an Oscar earlier this year, uh, but I never got around to seeing it.
0: I think his name is pronounced Domo Gleason. I think think you just kind of like drop the the H and the N, and you kind of drag out the O. I think it's Domo. I, I believe you.
1: But he's also just—he's Bill Weasley. So
0: I actually, but uh, confession—I I didn't know that because I don't watch those movies as much as you do.
1: <laughs> I don't understand you. You've also been to Harry Potter World where he's Bill Weasley. In, oh, you haven't been to Diagon Alley, have you?
0: Yeah, I have. Well, okay. What does he? What does he do at Harry Potter World?
1: He—he he f- is in the Gringotts thing as Bill Weasley.
0: Right. Okay. So I went to Harry Potter World three months before Ex Machina came out and a full year before Star Wars <laughs> came out. So at that time, I would have only seen Domo Gleason in Harry Potter, not knowing it was him. So okay, fine. if I go back, I'm sure I will recognize him. However, <laughs> for today, <laughs> let's watch Ex Machina. <laughs>
1: fine.
0: Okay, we'll be back after this break. Hey guys, Emily and I are off watching Ex Machina.
1: Hooray!
0: And uh, so this movie is uh, pretty recent, but thankfully it is available in a lot of places online. How helpful Uh, of it. I know, right? You don't even have to buy the DVD. So if you have an Amazon Prime subscription, you can actually watch this for free through Amazon Prime Video. I know, I know you're happy to hear that. Um, then, if you don't have that, though, it's still plenty of options. Uh, you can rent it for three bucks from Amazon or Voodoo, four bucks from Apple, five bucks from Google Play. Whatever you want to do, if you feel like spending the extra two dollars, I'm not going to stop you. However, you want to get it, uh, go watch it because after we wrap up talking here, we're going to come back and there will be lots and lots of spoilers. This is a very spoilery All the spoilers. movie. Uh, and oh, also, I will add, do not watch the trailer. The trailer has spoilers in it, and I am I very pissed that. I hate it when they that. do that. Yeah, so don't watch the trailer. Just go watch Ex Machina, and then join us for the discussion.
1: And we're back. We just watched Ex Machina. Uh, and before we get to my thoughts, Eric, why do you love this movie?
0: Three words. Oscar fucking Isaac. I mean... What a talented motherfucker that guy is. Just, <laughs> um, I mean, I had seen, I guess, him in Inside Lewin Davis, but this was, like, the first thing I saw, this is obviously pre-Star Wars when this came out, when I saw this in theaters.
1: I think this might be the only non-Star Wars thing I've seen him in, in, like, a major role.
0: Yeah, you see, I haven't seen see... Inside Lewin Davis? I
1: did not see that, no.
0: That's, I mean, that's, like, a solid Coen Brothers movie, like, that's that's a real, you know, I know, it. it it might set off a lot of the same problems that you had with Big Lebowski, but in different ways, because it's more dramatic, whereas that's more of a comedy. But um, but yeah, that, that's that's a that's I mean, pretty... I mean, uh...
1: I don't hate Coen Brothers universally.
0: Yeah. Um... Well, in any case, he, he's in that. He's very good in that. Um, and in this one, I feel like his character is so just fascinating to watch. Just the way that... Um, it kind of reminds me of, do you know the whole story with how Gene Wilder came at uh, acting as Willy Wonka? Do you know this story?
1: Possibly, but you're going to need to.
0: They When they were starting to adapt Willy Wonka for for, for the movie, the famous movie that everyone's seen. Yes. Um he insisted, as a condition of him taking the role, that his first appearance be the scene where he walks out on a cane, and the cane gets stuck, and it looks like he's gonna fall over, right. and then he comes up because he said, from that point on, the audience won't know whether or not to trust me. And Oscar Isaac in this, as uh, as Nathan, does such a great job of making you like always be looking kind of a little bit over, your, you know, uh, over your shoulder, like not really sure how much of this can I oh, trust. Yeah,
1: he's clearly untrustworthy, like. Sort of, but he was also—he's
0: also also telling the truth at certain points. It's not that he's constantly lying. No, he's he's
1: not. He's not constantly untrustworthy. He's just like—I don't know. You can kind of tell, like, from—you can kind of tell, just sort of from the beginning. Like, first of all, he's at an unfair advantage, right, in this situation Mm -hmm. because he has all the information and all of the power. And like, I don't know. He just seems like. From the, one of the very first things that he says is where he says, like, Caleb, I'm just
0: going to throw this out there so it's said, okay? You're freaked out. I am? Yeah. You're freaked out by the helicopter and the mountains in the house because it's all so super cool. And you're freaked out by me to be meeting me, having this conversation in this room at this moment, right?
1: It's, like, too canny by half. So, like, you know he's, like, you know he's thought through that and therefore, like, you can assume that he's thought through, like, all of the other thought processes like involved in this whole scenario which makes it like
0: well there's sort of there, there's you, his you
1: get you get that he's he. there's more going on like in him that you can't see even right. though you don't know what it is yet it's like it's like this guy seems like cool but also kind of like sketchy
0: well, it's it's the question of, is he talking that way because he's thought it out very carefully? It's a premeditated dialogue, or is it because he's just so smart that he's operating at this different level, you know, well, from even a, this talented programmer, you know? That's
1: a post-movie question. That's a that's an I know what the twist is. Yeah. <laughs> so now I'm looking back on it, and it's like, yeah, no, he was probably setting up the scenario from the beginning. Also, just quick, quick side note on Oscar Isaac. Mm-hmm. Um, The only other thing that I've seen him have a major role in um is The Bourne Legacy.
0: Ah, uh, which I have not seen. I've uh for it's... this podcast I only watched one of the Bourne movies, but I, I want to watch the rest.
1: Uh The Bourne Legacy you don't really need to see.
0: Oh, wait, is that the Jeremy Renner one? That's the
1: Jeremy Renner one. Yeah, I mean, that. I enjoy it. I own it on DVD, but yeah. um yeah. Eh. Mm. I mean, it's just a very it's a competent action movie. You know, it's not like The Bourne like holy shit. Yeah. You yeah. should see the other three though. Okay. And tangent done.
0: Okay. So, uh back to this movie, uh this movie. I there, there, there are several other things I like about this movie that we'll get into, but so that I don't dominate the conversation. Uh, <laughs> Emily, what did you think of Ex Machina? Uh
1: I really liked it. Yay. <laughs> um I was going to try to pull a you like trying to be coy about it, but no. <laughs> um and I mean that might be that might be evidenced in no way better than the fact that uh, most of my notes that I took while we were watching the movie, like mm-hmm. are not like analytical notes about the movie at all. Like 90% of them are like are like questions and theories and like what is that? Like just <laughs> a, a sampling. I'm skipping a few things, but a sampling. Sure. Did he enter to win this? What is it? Does someone win on a regular basis? What exactly is Oscar Isaac up to? The power cuts are part of the test, right? They seem like they probably are. She's a good liar. Has she done this before? Are there other touring tests?
0: <laughs> and so that that's what's so great about this movie. Is
1: the maid is, is the maid a failed AI? Uh,
0: that that one is totally super foreshadowed. That that one's oh, like yeah. I think that's kind of a Christopher Nolan-esque thing of like they're setting it up to make it seem like oh that's going to be the twist, but obviously they're doing all this misdirection to make you think that you figured out the twist when really that's a really obvious twist. Right. You know? Well,
1: and there's I, anyway, I have a bunch of other notes like that and that's yeah. just that's just a sampling. Like I skipped a bunch of stuff, but just like just like like this the, my the, I was super absorbed in it from the beginning. Like the like from the very beginning, I'm like, what is going on here? What is happening? What is this test? What like?
0: This movie fucking moves. It takes us oh, yeah. two minutes from the Universal logo to get to Oscar Isaac's estate. It is, and it gets says. I think I, I paused it. I think it's like eleven or twelve minutes when we meet Ava. Like and it, that is it crazy moves, fast. It,
1: yeah, and it's like it it accomplishes a lot in all of that time too. Like it doesn't just. It's not just like churning through stuff and like because so a lot of movies a lot of movies like get you pretty fast from Mm -hmm. from point a to point b but like or from into the get get you pretty quickly into their setup um but they either they often they often sacrifice something in that like they like a lot of movies um For instance, now I've never timed it out. For some reason, for some reason, and I don't know why, because there's absolutely no one-to-one comparison about this at all. Okay, (laughs) it it makes no sense as a comparison at all. But for some reason, this is what I'm thinking of. Uh huh. Um, And and it moves more slowly. But um, I'm just thinking about a a, a movie that has has like a lot of a lot of like rapid forward motion pretty early on. There's this Mm -hmm. rom-com. I actually am probably not going to make you watch it because I love it to pieces, but I honestly, it's just not that defensible. So like, I don't... (laughs) What's it called? It's called The Wedding Date.
0: Yeah, you've told me about this. Yeah, so the plot of
1: this movie, very briefly, is uh, Amy, or I'm sorry, Amy Adams is the one getting married. No, Debra Messing has to go to her sister's wedding and... Her ex fiance is the best man, so she doesn't want to go so- single. So she hires Dermot Mulroney, um, who is a male escort, to fly. She lives in New York. They both live in New York. They fly to England to be in this to go to this wedding, and of course they end up falling in love. Of course. Um. So, but so that movie moves pretty quickly through its its opening establishment, like you know, the first thing the first thing that happens is like you hear her leaving him a voicemail and then like you move pretty quickly through like both of them getting ready for the flight and going to the airport, getting on the plane, and like then they're on a plane. Doesn't mm-hmm. take that long. Right. But, but and I again I love this movie to pieces, but the exposition that and, and <laughs> they, they do a good job of cramming a lot of exposition into that.
0: But that's the cost of it moving quickly is that they're delivering it through exposition.
1: No, but so. I mean, well, they don't they don't just like announce. They kind of do, though. Like it's 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 very it's just it's very it's very clunky. The, The first voicemail that the first thing you hear is him him leaving her a voicemail in which he says, like, I got your message. All seven of them. And then, like the next thing that happens is you see her giving a plane ticket to this. I don't know why I'm going into so much detail about this,
0: but she has. To, <laughs> I she hope has you're to... all enjoying this podcast about the wedding day. We she really. <laughs> has to give, she has to give a plane ticket
1: over to a to a messenger, and like she doesn't let go of it. And like, literally, the bike messenger says it's time to let go, and she says you're going to have to help me. And then she immediately goes back into her apartment and looks at her little like relic box from her from her relationship and like you see pictures of her and her fiance and she pulls out the wedding the, the engagement ring and she looks at the engagement ring wistfully oh, like God. yeah and it's like similarly it moves really quickly and they they establish most of the foundation of the movie mm-hmm. in this you know opening like three minute sequence or whatever but like jesus it's so clunky like it's so just like she is uptight. she has this ex fiance. <laughs> she needs to get over him,
0: and this movie
1: sorry, this was a very long winded way of saying this um but this but this movie like establishes way more way more quickly like while barely saying anything at all uh, and, like, possibly a
0: possibly clunky. less a uh, possibly less contrived uh comparison might be the first star wars movie where you have <laughs> d- d- just p- throwing that out there
1: just a just a prologue written on the screen
0: right well, no no not not just that they have the prologue but then they have the whole scene with darth vader and the plans and princess leia and the droids i mean like for the time for the 70s that movie was moving crazy fast by today's standards though like they don't leave tatooine until like 30 40 minutes in like that, that oh, yeah, that's by slow. today's standards that's slow and this, you know, we meet Ava around minute eleven or twelve, and like we are by that point, we are right into not just like the driving action of this movie. I mean, like, I guess the difference between you know, a movie like Star Wars and maybe like this is like that one has like different rising and falling action beats. This one is really just a bunch of conversations, at least until the end, a bunch of conversations filmed in inventive ways, you know, um, for most well, of its running really time. I- exactly, well, like, about really interesting things. Exactly. Talking about really interesting things. But you're in by that point, by like oh, 10 yeah. minutes in, you were you were so into, you know, what we're going to discover. And, and yeah, I just, um, I, I loved that so much about rewatching this movie, knowing what was going to happen this time and, and, you know, getting to, uh, get into the heads of the characters even more, you know, I love doing that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, um, what was I going to say? Oh, well, and I do also think, um, I'm like, just, you know, sort of to be fair, uh-huh. like, And I don't know, maybe this is maybe this is a subset of nerdery that both of us are a part of. And like there's a segment of the population that wouldn't care about this. But like I think I think there's also an extent to which um, artificial intelligence and the concept of the Turing test is sort of inherently fascinating because it's like it's something Mm -hmm. we haven't it's something we haven't accomplished yet. You know, I mean, we've accomplished there's plenty of of artificial intelligence out there. I don't think there's anything that's passed the Turing test. Certainly not. Like There
0: was one thing that passed it on a stupid technicality where basically yeah, like it passed on the now. condition that, oh, you're talking to a teenager with a learning disability or something like that. And it's like... You yeah, know, no, but so not, to, not
1: to the level of this. Right. And like, and so that makes it, that makes it, you know, when we're all like, you know, mildly concerned somewhere in the back of our heads about like the rise <laughs> of the machines and and their eventual takeover of the planet, which is obviously going to happen as, <laughs> as explained in Pixar's body of work. Um, and like...
0: The Pixar theory. Yeah, uh,
1: <laughs> yes. Obviously, I'm just dropping the Pixar theory. A,
0: everyone just Google the as Pixar if theory if you don't know what she's talking and about. And super
1: well known, like of course.
0: Oh my god. Um, so, so I haven't seen Finding Dory yet, but I saw a headline saying. Have I. I saw a headline saying Finding Dory fits into the Pixar theory, and I'm like, of all right, it
1: does?
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Anyway, it's just
1: part of the continuum. Anyway, um.
0: So, yeah, what I was going to say, though, about so like this movie is mostly a series of conversations. But that's the thing that the trailer that I hate spoils is that just to have some action in the trailer, they have the shot of Ava running at Oscar, having left her containment. Oh, I didn't
1: even remember that. I I, that's another another of my notes is and now that I'm looking at the spoiler from the trailer, I see it Mm -hmm. like I could not even watching the movie. I couldn't figure out what you were saying. But then as soon as I as soon as I don't remember the shot of of her running at Oscar Isaac's character but yeah it's where um, he's going
0: like stop stop and she's like walking faster right. faster See, running. I didn't
1: I didn't remember that shot but I, and maybe this you know what maybe this isn't from trailers maybe this is from the clips that they showed like during the Oscars and stuff uh-huh. um shots of her walking down the hallway and there's also a shot of her like kind of um just looking very curiously at one of the faces on the wall.
0: Right, which is Instead right of, before the running scene. Right, right yeah. before the
1: running scene. And similarly, like, I remember, I guess, I think, again, I guess that was probably, like, the clips they showed in, like, the Golden mm-hmm. Globes and the Oscars and stuff.
0: Well, this one Best Visual Effects of the and Oscars, I, yeah.
1: Right, and I, for our, I mean, clearly, like, whoa, they were good. But, uh... Yeah, Low no, I didn't too. I didn't remember those happening or like they didn't I didn't they didn't mm-hmm. I didn't really process them like at the no, time. No, the
0: Oscars they were good. They 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 only showed the non spoilery clips, but I well, which I guess but
1: like, no but she's out of a, her
0: containment, but
1: Right. I mean like yeah, not the run not the running at him part. Like that I and I didn't remember that because I out guess of I never context, saw the trailer.
0: Out of context, her looking at the masks. If you had never seen this movie and you saw that clip out of context, you could think as you're watching along, like, oh, maybe he lets her out peacefully at some rate. Like, your, your mind doesn't automatically go to aggression or to, you know, her being the ultimate, True. in a way, villain slash hero, debatably, of this movie, Um, it, of, of of her just looking at the mask. That doesn't mean anything, you know, when she's just standing there. Whereas in the trailer, they have the actual stop, stop thing, which is just like, Okay, so she's gonna turn on him after yeah. getting out like there, there's two pieces of information there that you shouldn't have fully realized coming into the movie in my opinion, but
1: that's unfortunate. although yeah. what i what I was kind of driving at is, um, if it's been long enough, you don't remember that that's true. <laughs> like
0: I, I, I see mean, a I lot of movies I and I tend it. to remember maybe, trailers. maybe I would
1: remember her running at Oscar Isaac because it's more dramatic, but like, yeah. I didn't remember that, and that, and didn't register that I hadn't seen it until I that I hadn't seen in the movie the one clip of the movie that I had seen until right. I saw it, and then I was like, "Oh yeah, that okay."
0: No, <laughs> I mean the, the there would be a way to do that better, but enough about that. I'm I'm yeah. I'm ranting. Um, let's talk about the actual movie, not the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> Why um, would so we do that? What did you think of just like? The, the unraveling of all of this, just kind of, you know, the, all the double crosses and, and Ava and kind of her uh, ultimate fate. Like, just what what do you think of all that? I,
1: I mean, again, I was I was really, uh, I was really absorbed in it. You know, as I said, like I wasn't even, I kind of wasn't even watching it that analytically because I got super caught up in like, what's this going to be? What's that going to be? You know, getting frustrated that uh, Donald Gleason, I looked it up and it's, he said, <laughs> He said it's donal, like tonal, but with a D. And okay, it's so M- not
0: domo, which I said earlier. Right, so it's, donal. Do- it's
1: donal, like tonal, but with a D. Okay, and the M, the M, and the H are just there to confuse Americans. Ugh. There's a YouTube video of him saying this.
0: Donald, all right um which the quick tangent that guy had a crazy 2015 as well i mean just the number of oscar nominations among the three actors in this oh movie yeah. is off the chain uh he was i mean dama gleason was also in star wars he was in the revenant he was in this movie he was in brooklyn i mean jesus christ anyway sorry go oh ahead.
1: yeah he's having he's having like a jude law 2004 kind of year yeah which is an oddly old reference to make i don't know why that. I, is- I,
0: i'm just saying yeah as if i know what you're talking about yeah
1: <laughs> I, Jude Law in 2004, I think it was 2004, was in like Alfie and oh my god, Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow, and oh like god. six other things, though. It was, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, I know that someone has more recently done that thing where they were just in eight million movies, but I for some reason he's the first one I thought of, yeah, yeah, no, anyway, I got, I got, uh, you know. I was like getting frustrated with him, ah, uh, like announcing out loud what his plan is. Like, why would you do that? You never do that. And then it turned out that like the plan was already in effect. It's very like Ocean's Eleven, mm-hmm. right? Like where you think that you think that they've been caught, and then it turns out that like they already did it, kind of right. thing.
0: Now, how was this plan gonna gonna go anyway? Because he didn't totally explain. So you were gonna get me drunk, steal my key card, and reprogram the security protocols, but reprogram them to what? To change the lockdown procedure. So then the event of a power cut instead of sealing the door is all opened. Huh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, that may have
0: just worked. Well. We'll find out.
1: Um. Yeah, no. So I, I, thought, I thought they did a very good job of, of kind of like absorbing you and kind of stringing you along but not obnoxiously and not in that like annoying manipulative way but just in a very like carefully carefully revealing information like as it became
0: well I mean it's, it's more than just that though I mean it's because everyone is lying to one another and then oh, when yeah. they seem to have been caught they lie about how they were lying you know including Ava obviously who you know participated in this double cross about like what would happen at 10, 10 o'clock
1: and then but... locked him in
0: Right. So that means that clearly, either she or more likely Kyoku because we see Kyoku at uh, Nathan's computer, had the both intelligence and the the uh, initiative to write code, to, to change, to do what uh, what Caleb was doing, and actually go in there and change what these programs that control the house did. So that, you know, not only would it open at that time, but then after she would leave they would automatically lock you know and thereby locking caleb in which i think is just like that 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 i was i saw this movie with a friend and we when we were driving back from the movie theater he was just like super freaked out about the robot revolution just because of this (laughs) idea of just like oh right of course artificial intelligence doesn't just mean having a conversation it means being able to create something and not just creating art, but creating something that could potentially be injurious to all, you know,
1: right? and being able, being able to manipulate and being able to do all kinds of like extra levels of complication. Yeah. You know, well, as, as Oscar Isaac says, when he explains what the real test is before we find out how it backfired before that backfires. Right. uh, (laughs) You know, it, it wasn't about whether she could have a conversation. It was about like whether she could and would, you know,
0: try to escape
1: right and and specifically the tools she would need to do that like the the level of processing and the manipulation and the interaction and the lying and all of that kind of stuff that
0: mm-hmm. yeah very cool um well yeah i mean let's, let's talk about you i mean you mentioned briefly when we were talking about the oscar stuff but the special effects in this movie
1: oh my god like really good
0: and like this is a low budget movie this movie costs like 15 million dollars to take to make that's that's one to five million oh, wow. i mean Like,
1: well, it's I mean, it's mostly her body. So it's not like it's I mean, that's a lot. I'm not saying I'm not saying there's any that's anything to sneeze at. I'm just saying like, it's not it's not, you know, it's not like a big ass, you know, explosion Star Wars three, you know,
0: but I mean, that's the whole thing, though. I mean, like is,
1: is, is, you know, CG or whatever. But no, her body, though, was so impressive.
0: Explosions and CGI are easy by now. I mean, people have been doing That's them true. for twenty years. Well, I don't
1: just okay. I don't just mean explosions, but you know what I mean, right? Like, I, I like, know what like, you mean. Like, yes, it I'm... wasn't. It's not like it's not necessarily like an entire world needs to be built, kind of. Thing. Right, right, right. But the very the highly specific thing that it was, her body is was like, so impressive. Wow, yeah, so impressive. Oh I mean, God, it's, I it's, love the little whirring sounds it made.
0: Yes, I was just going to say. So she because she has all these kind of different parts of like different articulated body parts were in different ways was something that i noticed this time around so like her turning her neck is different from her moving her like hips versus her moving her arms very slightly you know it's huh. kind of this um you know w- w- which would make sense like on any machine that's not sentient uh like different parts would make different sounds like that's not too crazy of an idea but you know it's just like
1: Well, then all of those joints, you know, in a human, all of those joints, because they have to move in different ways, they work in different ways. Right. So, like, that makes sense. Because, again, like, the mechanics that would have to make, you know, her neck turn around versus the mechanics that would make her wrist go back and forth, like, they're very different mechanics that require, like, different types of little tiny motors and mechanical joints, I guess. Well, I mean, I guess
0: the the biggest leap this movie asks us to make is that. There's some sort, of gel, some sort of semi-organic gel that oh, Nathan yeah. has created, which can do whatever. I'll insert the quote here. Structured gel. I had to get away from circuitry. I needed something that could arrange and rearrange on a molecular level, but keep its form when required. Holding for memories. Shifting for thoughts. This is your hardware? Wetware but you know the, the, yeah, this that yeah like
1: the brain that she makes that instead of having to be like a computer that has like wires and right
0: and but putting that aside i mean stuff, yeah um but yeah i mean and also obviously a lot of credit should go to alicia vikander because um oh, yeah just just the way she the way she sells i feel like the the artificiality at times and the humanness at just the uh, the other times you know and just the right balance between the the two you know
1: absolutely i was also thinking that she's um and not to i mean not to diminish her acting at all because like obviously she she was great you
0: mm-hmm. know and she won an oscar
1: um
0: well she she won it for the danish girl though which was also oh, good oh she did i didn't now no, I'm telling you. No, you're totally she,
1: right. She did. She did. She won Best Supporting the Actress Girl. for Danish
0: Girl, but then all the people who love this movie were basically taking it as a victory for this movie because they were like, you know what? She would have equally deserved it, or if not well, more, for this movie.
1: And the, I think, I think part of the reason I'm confused is because I read a lot of, um, I read a lot of like predictions and insider pre-Oscar gossip and stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, and a lot of, a lot of them were hanging their prediction that she was going to win Supporting Actress for the Danish Girl. On the fact that a lot of like that voters were kind of going to kind of lump them together and symbolically, yeah, yeah, kind of like Peter
0: Jackson winning the best Oscar for all three Lord of the Rings films. It wasn't that Return of the King was you know on its own such a much better film, exactly. Yeah.
1: Um. Although biggest improvement over the book, probably.
0: Haven't read that book.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's really rough. Yeah it's really really rough. Anyway, um hmm. all of which is to say, uh not to not to diminish, you know, her acting and and her her as an actress in this, but she also by the way had a crazy year last year.
0: Yeah, um, with this and the Danish girl and what Danish else girl, she The Danish girl
1: and um the man from uncle which was not that. that was... The man from uncle was not um particularly commercially successful but it was great i loved that movie i
0: thought it was i thought it was very good i, I wouldn't say great I, I i had a good time but i didn't feel the need to like buy the blu-ray or watch it again i, I felt like I hey this is a fun again. movie
1: i i enjoyed the hell out of it um yeah. anyway so anyway it was sort of a breakout year for her but uh that's true i
0: forgot she was in that yeah
1: but um anyway i felt like she she was a particularly inspired choice of actress because in addition to the stuff you're talking about about her her acting and her voice
0: mm-hmm.
1: um you know her accent which like very you know she's swedish she's swedish exactly and it's you know it's uh her accent really serves her very well in this role Mm -hmm. um and you know and that's and that's it's you know it's a function of of frankly of scandinavian accents generally um because the languages are very close to they're close to english you can actually like if you listen to Mm -hmm those languages spoken you can you can sort of follow things a little bit the intonation
0: of the way sentences are constructed right 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 the grammar
1: is similar but it's also just like you know the the words sound similar so Mm -hmm. so you know it's it's very easy for for an accent a swedish accent to come across as not an accent except on except only on like a handful of words i don't don't know about this
0: because i've watched a lot of the muppet show and i cannot understand a single word that damn chef is saying so okay sorry go ahead
1: (laughs) (laughs) no but an actual and he's supposed to be he's allegedly speaking swedish though right i think anyway um (laughs) no 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 but but like an actual an actual genuine swedish accent you know will often compared to an american accent sound like almost unaccented and like mm. maybe it's a british accent but no it's not quite and then it, you know what i mean like it's right it, it, my point there's being, a flatness
0: to it way, that's sort of the
1: way yeah. the way that a swedish accent telegraphs to especially a very faint swedish accent someone who speaks english fluently mm-hmm. telegraphs to an american audience makes makes her sound like it, it i will not makes her sound but helps her i think in this to sound like she has a perfect command of the language, and yet something is just slightly off. It's Not the uncanny really valley off. idea.
0: Yeah, what? The uncanny valley. You, right. you know the uncanny valley, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, like you know, if she had if she had a French accent, it would be like, mm-hmm. okay, that's a French accent, right? You know, or a British accent, or whatever it is. But it's like because it, you know, her her particular accent, I think, helps her sound.
0: That's a really sound, good point. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it may, and again. Not to diminish her acting achievement because I'm sure she was she was doing some of it intentionally. Oh yeah. You know, but I do think the accent just like really serves this like almost there, almost natural Native American English speaker. Mm-hmm. But
0: But it's not, just not quite. Right.
1: Just not just not quite right.
0: When did you learn how to speak, Ava?
1: I always knew how to speak. And that's strange, isn't it?
0: Why? Because language is something that people acquire. Yeah, you know, well, and kind of kind of a related thing, in addition to her voice, is obviously, I mean, this movie makes it very, very blunt. Is just sort of the, and this is something that you know. We could get into a whole Silicon Valley feminism thing here if you wanted to spend an additional thirty minutes in this podcast, but uh, obviously, oh, the
1: creepy the creepy harem and the well, not even naked. that. Just just in general, there's Ugh. kind of this, there's a
0: rising um, not even even before we know about the harem, there's just a rising sort of um, you know discussion about AI being female gendered, and there's a whole discussion early on in the movie where where where, where Caleb is saying like, "Why did you give her sexuality?" An AI doesn't need a gender. She could have been a gray box. Hmm. Actually, I don't think that's true. Can you give an example of consciousness at any level, human or animal, that exists without a sexual dimension? They have sexuality as an evolutionary reproductive need. What imperative does a gray box have to interact with another gray box? Can consciousness exist without interaction? Anyway, sexuality is fun, man. If you're gonna exist, why not enjoy it? But, like, in in real-world examples of AI assistance, you think of Siri, you think of Cortana, you think of uh, Amazon's Alexa. By default, I think, Siri, you can make a guy. I don't think you can make Cortana or Alexa male, but I could be wrong about that. You know, by default, there's kind of this whole thing of, you know, the the female subservient, you know.
1: Warren's robots in Buffy
0: that too yes warren's robots <laughs> everything relates yeah. to buffy
1: who yeah who just just as a quick as a quick reminder i believe the first time those are introduced or when he makes like a creepy robot copy of his ex-girlfriend and like yes cuz he, he's
0: like he's like stalking her or he's yeah. like can't get over her yeah
1: yeah and like yeah. intentionally makes her subservient i don't remember if this is before or after he actually brainwashes his girlfriend to be subservient which is obviously creepier anyway right. point is there's a lot of ugh, yeah factor to all of it
0: and that's kind of become like the new the new thing with um with robots and ai as opposed to i guess like the the only other like the other really famous robots i'm thinking of are either so mechanical that they're the far left end of the uncanny valley so you have like r2d2 or you have like the robot from like lost in space or whatever where it's very clearly you
1: don't you don't find r2d2 to believe be like believably humanoid
0: he's very cute (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> he's he's maybe believably dog-like in certain ways with the whistling <laughs> uh and then BBA, you have c-3po BBA who's the british more, butler is more
1: believably dog-like i would say what'd you say I said BB-8 is more believably dog-like. Oh yeah,
0: no, totally, totally. They they, they ramped up the the cute puppy <laughs> aspect of, of the droids. And then, but then the other thing I was gonna say is like, or you have the closer humanoid side. You have C-3PO or like Rosie the robot from the Jetsons, where they're either like the British butler or the maid, or they're kind of like they're very much dressed and accented to to fit a certain way. Whereas now it's like a generalized, you know, this whole. I, I won't drag us down into this, but it's just I think I think it's really. A interesting that they um, continued that, or that they, they they didn't subvert that, but they also have the conversation up front in the movie before you've even really thought about it that much about like what do we you know the, about the personalities we assign to these 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 robots? I don't know. I, I just think all of that's really interesting.
1: It is. It is very interesting. And yeah. yeah, I mean, they I I would call it almost more of a tip of the hat. Yeah, um, acknowledging like, that we know that we're yeah, doing this. Yeah, it's like they, they sort of didn't engage with it, but they just kind of went like, yeah, we know. Moving
0: yeah. on. Well, I mean, in a way, that becomes part of Nathan's character is sort of, um, you know, he's he's this, you know, semi-Steve Jobs, semi Sergey Brin, semi-all-these-people, uh, you know, right. um, the pastiche of, well, which of makes these it, tech which, bros.
1: Which does make it very satisfying that his whole because the whole time he 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 sort of does this all of those people you mentioned pastiche like like i know better than you you know developer genius Mm -hmm. thing
0: you know i wrote down that other line you came up with the one about how if i've invented a machine with consciousness i'm not a man i'm god i don't think this exactly i just thought fuck, man that is so good when we get to tell the story you know, I turned to Caleb and he looked up at me and he said, you're not a man. You're a God. Yeah, but I, I didn't say that.
1: Um, and then he turns out to and now it's his own creation. So like his own creation outsmarted him. That's a whole other thing. But like he ultimately ends up being not not quite all the way there and he is not the smartest person there anymore. And he gets Dabbed, so yeah. you know well
0: i mean that's the whole thing though i mean that's that's
1: no i like that i like that yeah. a lot like i think it's i think it's great that they they have But him. he was
0: smart enough to know that he was creating something that would lead to his extinction he says to to caleb like one day the ais are going to look back on us the same way we look at fossil skeletons in the plains of africa an upright ape living in dust with crude language and tools all set for extinction he just didn't he just took for granted the idea that oh yeah there will of course be more versions after ava like she would not be good enough to do this to him
1: right well and i don't think um i don't think that he that he acknowledged or internalized that he had created the thing that would lead to his own extinction
0: exactly he was thinking generations in the future big,
1: big picture human extinction sure right but but and that's and that's i mean that's you know a that's a, that's a combination like cocky god, god complex and like not seeing the forest for the trees kind of thing mhm um or other not seeing the trees for the forest i guess uh that you know he he wouldn't think that the immediate implication of like the larger scale like inevitability is that like if he creates a good enough ai like Right. She's going to use the other AIs and his fancy ass house to murder him.
0: Right. And so that, that's kind of why I was saying earlier the whole is Ava the villain or the hero or both of this. I mean, just what, what do you think of like the very ending of this movie? After she's already taken the elevator up and she, she's gotten out of the compound. What, what do you think of the whole post escape coda to all this?
1: I mean, no, I think you're right to, to point out like the sort of combination hero and villain thing. Cause on the one hand, you know, I was completely rooting for her even, right. even, you know, with how it ended up, I was still sort of rooting for her, like because she has a human face and she has, she has, you know, whatever. She seems like a person. Right. So, and, and I mean, she is a person, her brain works, her, her brain, quote unquote brain works like a person's clearly a mm-hmm. uh, very, very smart person. So it's like, so it's like she's a, she's a, she's a very sympathetic character and like, the Oscar Isaac character is like so so sort of increasingly sinister and you know pushes pushes a bunch of negative buttons for me that I'm just like yeah no absolutely stab that Fuck bastard that like yeah. yeah get the <laughs> hell out like you know get out of your black and white your black and white box and like go see the world in color like totally mm-hmm. yes do all of those things and then yeah when when they do that thing i think i think it was really clever the way that the, that sort of final shot um of just like the shadows on the street corner and then like she shows up and you don't know who's who and whatever because it is Mm -hmm. it's kind of like
0: she's indistinguishable you're
1: you're rooting for her all along and then all of a sudden it's kind of like oh shit there could be there could be androids among us right now like
0: but but that's the question though is that
1: you could be a damn ai for all i know i mean probably not no comment
0: but but, uh no but i mean like thanks for um, that um I'll have to add in little, little, uh, little worrying sound effects to this as I turn my head. Uh, No, not going to do that. That's too much work. Um, When I first saw this movie, I mean, I
1: met, I met you in 2008, and like maybe we have the technology now. I don't think we had the technology
0: in 2008. No, no.
1: I don't think you are believably an AI, but like my new neighbors who just moved in could be.
0: Totally, yeah. Because as far as I know, they
1: just they just appeared on the in the world right this moment.
0: But that—that's the question, though. Is that so? Okay, she obviously got her revenge, killed some dudes. But is but but do you believe that she's going to kill more necessarily, or is her being no. able to see in color is that the end game for her? Is is this her being able to just exist outside of the black and white box? is is that is that is at the end or or do you imagine when you watch this do you think like you know you said like oh shit she might kill more people
1: no like, I didn't say oh shit she might kill more people
0: you said oh shit you in some something there m- like that. I said
1: like oh shit there might be androids among us okay. which is a different thing no yeah. I don't think I don't think that she's like inherently a serial killer i mean she 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 killed the the guy who created her but also like imprisoned and to some degree it seems like it would probably feel like torture yeah um you know for the entire duration of her existence and she also imprisoned the tool of her escape only other person who would know she's an ai Mm -hmm. and despite his his well regardless of his his level of 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 um good intentions no no. Regardless of his level of uh, conscious participation in yeah. what specifically her experience was, to to a certain degree, a a, a collaborator um, in her imprisonment and to some yes. degree torture, uh, yes. you know, I, those are those are arguably justifiable. And like, I don't think she's like inherently a serial killer just because she killed the, the people who imprisoned her and like, right. you know, messed with her mind um it, when i first saw this
0: movie the, the reason i asked is when i first saw this movie i told my friend that i mentioned that i saw it with I, I was kind of walking through i was like maybe it should have ended with just the shot of her getting to the elevator the elevator door closes boom credits but by having the whole thing of her getting out seeing the helicopter seeing the shadows on the sidewalk just going to the traffic intersection it, it, it it's a much more positive spin on this 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 yeah you know, this this creature who we've just seen, you know, murder or be accomplice to murder, you know, and so, so it it makes us feel I think more positively or at least ambiguously about you know about Ava and about w- what what might she do next.
1: Well, I don't know. I guess I never really felt negative feelings about her because again, I as a character, even though she's an artificial you know she's she's you know, a robot, she's not or an android whatever, she's not right. uh She's not a human. She's still a character. And, you know, she as the movie establishes, she has like a human level of intelligence. So, like, I don't know. Again, I feel I I, like I sympathize with her. I don't I didn't have a problem with that. Like, I don't know. I don't think I would have seen her as some sort of evil villain, even if the movie had ended with the elevator doors closing. No, what I was driving at and the reason that um, that I said that the final shot for me was kind of like a like, oh, shit, wait, she could be anywhere. Not necessarily that she herself is some sort of, like, inherent killer or, like, she's just going to keep it, like, you know, she's a a robot from Futurama who's, who's, like, be all, end all is kill all humans. Like, (laughs) I'm not necessarily, like, it's not that I think it's that, it's just that it's more just kind of the, like, like, I don't know, it's more about, it's more about that, you know, ultimate ultimate victory of the machines kind of right potential end game it's like like wait a second this means (laughs) she can pass in the real world and like that's fine but like as others start to happen you know whatever like yeah for all we know a bunch of a bunch of genius reclusive billionaires could have created a like this could have happened over and over again yeah probably not but for all we know (laughs) And that means there could be a bunch of them and they could band together and who knows. And it's just, I don't know. And regardless regardless of like what the actual practical like end game of it is, there's just something, there's just something sort of sinister about the notion that, you know, there might be one person, there might be more people out there who are. Who you don't
0: know are, are right. artificial. Yeah.
1: Right. I mean, for the same reason that like, that like, um, What was the – was it the Sontarans on the last – or maybe two seasons ago of Doctor Who? Um, Like, there were a group of people that were shapeshifters – or aliens that were shapeshifters that are masquerading as people on Earth, and they're just totally peaceful, and they just want to hang out and be people. Oh,
0: you mean the ones with the giant suckers all over their bodies? Um, Yes. I don't think those were Sontarans. I think Sontarans are the little potato-headed guys, right? Oh, well, anyway – yeah.
1: yes I think they are the potato guys I, I, mean, I know you are talking about the, the, the red guys from, from the it, was the, special. it was like it was like the um it was like the end p- part of the part of the whole day of the doctor right 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 was Queen Elizabeth and right was like yeah. the deal to keep them on Earth and then like in a, a season or two ago it it came up again and they had to like Right. They were. They, they was the got same ex-
0: species. Yeah. Right.
1: They was the same species, and they got exposed, and all these people like freaked out. Like, holy shit! Like, all of these people who are my neighbors, like, they're actually aliens. Like, what are right. we gonna do? You know. And obviously, there was a demonstrable volume of them, so like that's part of it. But part of it is just like, part of it is just this fear of like, I thought that my next door neighbor was human, and it turns out that they're a robot, or it turns out that they're a creepy ass red sucker-faced alien right and like that's just like inherently feels like sinister and creepy and like a very like you because know, the assumptions gut, that you gut make reaction, about a person gut reaction human xenophobia way like
0: <laughs> right because you you make certain assumptions about a person just based on how you interact with them and so right, like
1: that they're it, a person that they're human, right
0: exactly <laughs> so so if if if, you, if that turns out to be not true then you begin to not trust anything it, it's a it's a breed cynicism yeah um
1: Right, if one person could be an android, everyone could be an android, and like, exactly. we know that she is self-directed and escaped her creator and whatever. But like, I mean, whatever. Maybe there's another army of like androids out there masquerading as humans that could be like. The,
0: this, is, taking... this is something yeah. that's this is something that's already on our list. But I am so excited to uh, make you watch the Twilight Zone because <laughs> oh my god, dude, <laughs> the, the Twilight what Zone thrives that there's a lot in of this, this
1: nonsense in the time. Not nonsense, but a lot of this vein of like. Wacky what if scenarios. In the Twilight yeah. Zone, right?
0: Yeah, but I feel, feel like the Twilight Zone, it's, it's definitely corny and wacky at times, but it really thrives in kind of this whole thing of just like, no, seriously, let's game out. Like, how no, would a human react that. to it, I didn't mean that yeah. in a
1: corny way. I meant like <laughs> that there's a lot of this shit going on in the Twilight Zone.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of this stuff. um Anyway, I'm, I'm out of stuff that was in my notes. Do you have anything else that you wanted to talk about?
1: Uh,. No, I'll just I'll just end with uh, with the note that, you know, I I could get down with being friends with an AI that just really enjoys people watching. Yeah. Because that was her one thing. He was like, "Where would you go if you could go anywhere?" And she was like, "I'd go to a street corner and you know, like observe human behavior." And he was like, "Oh, people watching." Yeah. 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 I can get down with that. People watching rocks.
0: That sounds great. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Where would you go if you did go outside? Maybe a busy pedestrian and traffic intersection in a city. A traffic intersection?
1: Is that a bad idea?
0: No, I, uh, it, it wasn't what I was expecting.
1: A traffic intersection would provide a concentrated
0: but shifting view of human life. People watching. Yes. All right, uh, well, so uh instead of people watching, if we're assuming we are film or TV or something watching next week, uh what will we be watching next well, week on the podcast? I
1: mean, it's you could argue that it's a type of people watching because okay. uh, it's actually sports watching.
0: Ah. make you
1: watch a sport uh- oh, yeah <laughs> uh, no, so we're gonna watch um at least some portion of uh the Tour de France the tour. Which I am absurdly obsessed with. Which is so. As, as
0: we're recording this, the tour is currently going on. By the time that comes out, it'll it will probably be, be
1: over. I assume, yeah. I
0: must be, yeah. So, in any case, we'll be talking about some portion of the Tour de France, yes, <laughs> a,
1: a to be determined section of it. Because I mean, it's it's twenty one stages long, and each of those takes several hours to complete. So I'm not going to make you watch all like. <laughs> several days of television that that is (laughs) i'll just i'll pick the best parts
0: okay looking forward to it until then emily where else can we find you on the internet
1: i am on twitter at ej reports
0: and i'm on twitter at hey hey esj this is giant geek versus mega noob signing off This has been Giant Geek vs. Mega Noob. For more, visit gvnpodcast.com.